say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. You need another chance to be who you are. Welcome to a new direction. My name is Jay Izzo and we got a great show. I know, I say it every week. But I'm telling you, this is a game-changing show. This is a show, how do I explain it? It's going to be empowering. It's going to be inspiring. It's going to be influential. It's going to be unbelievable. Well, Jay, you say that about every show. Yeah, I know I say that about every show, but it's really true because I got Dr. Brian Dixon with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. You're saying it. Seriously? How'd you get him on the show? Well, you know, sometimes you have to do what you have to do to get people on your show. So that's what I got is I got Dr. Brian. And here's the book. The book, I know, for those of you on CastBox FM, thank you for joining us. And for those of you who will be listening on, who are listening on the Oak 93.5, because we're on a local radio station on 90, the Oak 93.5 FM. Hey, listen. So, you know, thank you for listening to us on Thursdays and Sunday mornings, Thursday afternoons at 4 p.m. And then Sundays again at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening to the show. But here's the book for those of you who are watching it, watching and playing it at home at Facebook. It is called Start With Your People. The book is phenomenal. He speaks a language that is unbelievable. I love it. I love him. We've never met face to face, but I'm in love with him. I think I have a man crush. Well, yeah, I think I do. <laughs> it might even be a bromance. I don't know what it is. But here's what I know. I love everything about this book, cover to cover, word for word. I, I've even read the copyright. That's how much I enjoyed this book. That was absolutely <laughs> outstanding. So as you can hear, Brian laughing in the background in my craziness, right? <laughs> so it's all good. So, hey, but let's do what we do every week, right? Let's let's check in with you, right? Because the, the fact of the matter is every week we check in with you in the four areas of your life. You know that I believe we are four-part people. We are physical people. We are mental people. We're emotional people, and we're spiritual people. And so I want to check with check in with you, all the listeners from all over the world. And thank you all over the world for listening to the show. We appreciate you, all you folks in Israel and India and Singapore and 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 all over the UK. Holy cow! You people in the UK, you keep that up. That's awesome. Tell your neighbors because that's that's fantastic. We love you in the UK. But you know, I believe that we're four part people, and I believe that we need to check in every week because we got to find a way to improve these different areas of our life. And these areas are individualistic, and yet they kind of play off of each other, right? Because if you're low in one area, well, it really does affect you in the other areas of your life. So let's start with the simplest area, right? In case you're just joining us and you've never done this before. A scale of 1 to 10, 1 being miserable, 10 being outstanding. Physically, how are you today, right? And so 5 is kind of an average. Like, if you eh, you know, okay, that's a 5. You know, I feel pretty good. You know, I don't feel bad. I don't feel good. I, I feel just right in the middle. Okay, well, that's a 5, okay, for you playing at home. But if you're feeling like, man, I am physically feeling great. I've been getting to the gym. I've been eating right. I'm feeling outstanding. I feel like I can run through a brick wall. Well, I would say you're probably about a 9.5 to a 10 right? It's probably what you're doing, right? So the question is, though, wherever you're at, whatever that number is for you physically, the first question is, in every one of these scales, is what can you do to change that number, right? What is it that you have to do to change that number to get to the next number? And, you know, here's what happens, though, right? As we change these numbers, the higher we go up in the scale, the harder it is to get to that next number. So maybe instead of getting to a full another number, maybe you have to go to a half number. So let's say you're an eight. Well, getting to a nine may be a bit of a chore because you're already doing really well. But what can you do to get to an 8.5, right? What is it that you physically need to do to change what you're doing right now to get your to get yourself physically better than you are? right now. All right. So you got your first number, right? Good. All right. Let's move on to the second area of your life, right? The mental area. And some people get the mental area confused with the emotional area, but it's really two different things because the mental area is about what are you feeding your brain? Okay. Because so often what we do is we consume, right? And we let things kind of can like kind of get thrown at us. You know, the TV, we're really not consuming anything with the TV. The TV just projects to us. All right. So the, the question really becomes, what are you consuming? What are you digging into? What are you reading? What are you responding to? What is it that it's, is that you're listening to? And, and understanding that you have two halves of your brain, you have your right side of your brain, which is creative and the left side of your brain that is logical. What are you doing to feed both of those halves? You know, how are you consuming words? How are you dealing with logic? Right. And so on that scale of one to 10, one being miserable, 10 being outstanding. Where are you at mentally right now? And and then same question. What can you do to change whatever number you are right now? What can you do to change that number to get to the next number? All right. So you have two numbers, right? You got a physical number, a mental number. So let's move on to the emotional. 
So the emotional side of yourself, what is that? How is that really different than the mental side? Well, a lot of times you'll hear, hear, hear people talk about the emotional quotient or emotional intelligence, right? And this is how we respond to the things that happen in our lives, right? And the, the truth of the matter is, emotionally, we make choices, right? The, the, the fact is that people cannot affect your emotions if you don't let them affect your emotions. So you're driving down the interstate, you're driving down the belt line. I don't care where you're at somewhere in this world. There probably is a belt line. We all have, seem to have them. And then somebody cuts you off. How do you handle it, right? Oh, that's a good one, right? So what, I mean, is there a gesture that comes out? Is there a few words under your breath? How well are you able to control your emotions? That's the first part of the emotional piece. The second part of the emotional piece is how well are you able to tune in to the emotions of others, right? And so if you're married, you know, I'm going to ask you, you know, how well are you tuning into your spouse, right? Do you really tune in to their emotions? Do you really respond to how they feel? right? How are you doing tuning into the emotions of others? And even in business, right? Hey, listen, business leaders, I'm, I'm going to just tell you something right now. You know, tune into the emotions of the people that you have around you, right? Why are they angry, right? Can you tune in? Can you understand their anger? Can you understand their sadness? Can you understand their elation? Can you understand any emotion, right? That's all part of the emotional intelligence quotient. So how well are you doing that, right? You got those? Because And on a scale of one to 10, what is that number for you? Same question. What do you need to do to change it? I can give you one tip. So much of this is intention and choice, right? So I'm just going to give you that tip because the truth of the matter is you could kick me in the shin. I have a lot of choices how I might respond, okay? I, I don't have to respond. I know I'm six feet, five inches tall and I'm, I'm 255 pounds, but I don't have to respond the way you think I'm going to respond. I could curl up in a ball and cry. I doubt it would, but I might depending on what you hit me in the shin with, but I could laugh at you, right? So the fact of the matter is I have a variety of choices available to me emotionally. And I make those choices. So somebody should never own you emotionally. So don't let them do that. So you make that choice. And then finally, the fourth area of your life is the spiritual area. And I get a lot of questions about the spiritual area. I get people who say, well, you know, Jay, I'm not real spiritual. I don't believe in God. And I don't believe in, you know, I don't believe in, you know, all that stuff. And I go, okay, all right, fine. So what brings you to center? What, what centers you? What gives you a sense of peace? What gives you a sense of joy? It is the unexplainable. There's so much of the world that we cannot explain in science, and science will never explain, okay? And it's more than an emotion. It's something that goes deeper than that. You've heard people say, talk about music touches the soul. Well, okay, let's talk about the soul for a second. What is it that brings you back to that, right? And is it working for you? Does it really work for you? Right. So it, so if it's God, OK, how is that relationship working out for you? If it's if it's karma, does that really helping you out very much? If it's nature, how's that working out for you? Right. Wh whatever it may be, the question remains, how is it working out for you? And is it really working? Right. Because that's the question. And that's how you evaluate yourself spiritually. And if it is and you're centered and you're feeling good about yourself, well, then what is that number for you? Now, I have to be honest here. This, these numbers, there's four numbers, right? Don't take an average. I have, and I have to attribute my best friend back home, Russell Murray. And he said, you know, Jay, he goes, I got to tell you something. This whole four areas of your life thing kind of is something that kind of bothers me a little bit. And I said, okay, talk to me about it. And he, you know, your friends could be brutally honest with you. And he was brutally honest. And he said, you know, you tell people about these four areas, but what happens if you average them across? And, you know, we, we're not averaging these numbers. That's not the point. The point is not to average these numbers. You have to understand that they are individual legs of a chair and you're sitting in a chair. All right. And if the, those legs are uneven, it makes it difficult to sit in a chair. And the point is we're trying to have great posture. All right. That's what we're trying to do. So these four areas are the posture that keeps us upright. All right. And these four legs of our chair. So if the chair is way too low, you know, it kind of affects our posture because then it's hard to get your legs in the right spot. And if it's uneven, it's hard to get your legs in the right spot. So the point of these four areas is to bring them up at the right level so that we can have the perfect posture. That's the first point of it. And then the second thing is don't average the four out because just because you're a 10 physically and a two, you know, mentally doesn't make you a six. Okay. Those are individual things. And I have to thank Russell for that because he pointed it out to me and maybe they get, does get a little confusing, but I didn't want to do that to you. So whatever those are for you, work on them. I look forward because I know next week you're going to have better numbers. I promise you, you will. And this brings me to my next guest. My next guest is absolutely unbelievable. His name is Brian Dixon. Well, actually, it's Dr. Brian Dixon. He's got his doctorate in educational technology from the University of San Diego. He consults with universities, publishers, nonprofits, 
hundreds of coaching students to help them clarify their message and serve their ideal audience. He's a podcaster, conference speaker, consultant. He's passionate about helping high performers thrive in a world of overwhelming options. His first book, which sounds a lot like my first book, Social Media for School Leaders, was published by Wiley in 2012. And it's an outstanding book. It's a great read, by the way. And he is also uh, somebody who runs an online course. Uh, it's a production company called Amplify Courses. And he offers personal coaching. You hear that? To help authors, speakers, business, and leaders clarify their message and serve the audience and discover the profitable purpose. He's also an outstanding speaker. And you know how I feel as a national, as a member of the National Speakers Association. Folks, he's a great speaker. Hire him. He's fantastic. He'll inspire you. He also has a wife. Her name is Julie. And they have three young children. And they live right down the road from me in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I could be not more proud than to call him my friend, my new friend. His name is Brian Dixon. Brian, welcome to A New Direction. Jay, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to speak with you today. That's awesome. So the book is called Start With Your People, uh, for all mm -hmm. those who are paying attention at home. And I, Brian, okay, first of all, I have just, you know, been like, oh, I love this book. I love this book. And people go, yeah, you love it. <laughs> Jay, you seem to love every book. No, I really, I know I do. I love, I love books, but I, you know, I, people don't understand. I, you know, I handpick these books. I don't, I kind of, you know, preview these books. And then what I do is, you know, then I decide if they're going to be on the show. And I only do books that I really like to read and I really enjoyed your book but here was the part that I really endeared me to you and what really endeared me to you was the moment you did the 360 and mm. and I when I read the story I said oh man this guy's the real deal so why don't we start with helping people understand what the, that 360 is so that they get a sample of why um, it, it make because it because from there the whole book starts to make sense. So do you mind telling that story? Sure, I don't mind at all. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I I think each of us um, as as we live our life, uh, we interact with people. You know, we we interact with bosses and clients and coworkers and family and neighbors and people at church and people in our life and what happens is there's all kinds of opportunity for misunderstanding uh, and also alignment. You know, there are people that we just can act with naturally and everything goes well. And then there's people that just either get under our skin or we get under their skin. And it's really hard for us to see ourselves and to see how other people see us. So there's a tool called a 360 assessment and essentially 360 assessment. Imagine people standing in a circle around you and they they see something that you don't necessarily see um and so so i was working with a business coach because I, I think coaches should get coaches you know we we always want to level up our skills and a great way to do that is to have somebody speak life into us and encourage us to take the next step and so this business coach uh, he said, you know, Brian, if you want to take your life to the next level, do a 360 assessment. And I'd never even heard of this thing before. So he explained what we do is we set up this little survey online and we send it out to people and it's anonymous. So so anybody that has the link can fill it out. And it's essentially three questions. What's Brian good at? Where is Brian stuck? And if you could tell Brian anything anonymously, what would you say? And I got to tell you, Jay, that was one of the scariest things that I've ever done before. What do you, what do you think? Oh, no. I Listen, I think... When people, listen, I'm like you, I, I really sometimes fear what people are actually going to say about me, it, yeah. it, especially the negative, you know, because I think what happens is in our, in our lives and our business lives and even our personal lives, right? We, we get so focused on our strengths that we really don't want to look at our weaknesses. Mm. And, and so I, when I read your story, I was like, okay, this is a guy who's willing to look at his weaknesses and he's willing to open, be vulnerable enough to open up and i and, and i think that vulnerability translates in start with your people because you know when you come out of that whole 360 assessment right yeah you start to see people in a very different way and you, you talk about the power of a simple daily decision in in right away so let's, let's talk mm -hmm. about let's talk about the power of a simple daily decision real quick uh, and, and, and give people an example and maybe give them a little application of how the power of a simple daily decision starts to change uh, you well, and change others. Yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, we, we have a choice like it, it, almost every minute when we're when we're interacting with other people. So just just as an example today, you know, our, our car has been acting up a little bit. We just we just got it a few months ago and I've been meaning to take it in for a while. And and frankly, I've been choosing my projects. I've been choosing my agenda instead of going and getting the car looked at. And so. I've been making that decision. And and finally today I had some white space and I said, okay, I'm making the decision today to take the car in uh, and and get it and get it, you know, looked at. And as I was leaving, as I was walking out the door, I I, I saw my wife Julie, we made eye contact, and I had a choice. I could just, you know, say, have a great day, see you later, and then leave. Or I could pause for just a minute. And I could ask her a question. And the question that I've been I've been using almost every day uh, is, "Hey, what can I do to make your day?" Hmm. So that's what I said. You know, I'm 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 already making her day, right? I'm I'm going to get the car fixed. But even in that moment, I have an opportunity for connection. So I look at her as I'm leaving, and I say, "Hey, is there anything I can do to make your day?" And she had something for me, and it wasn't very big. It was, "Hey, before you take the car in, can you take the car seat out?" And put it in our neighbor's car just in case something happens with one of the kids and I need to drive them, you know, to the hospital or on an errand or whatever. Right. Like, no problem. It took me three minutes, you know, I'm a dad of three kids. I know how to take a car seat out and put it in real fast. It's it's like second nature now. And that's the kind of daily decision I'm talking about. You know, when a coworker comes in late, we have a decision. Are we going to let them stand in our judgment or are we going to? say, hey, like, what you working through right now? Like, is there anything I can do to help you? We can choose to turn towards our people or we can choose our own purpose, our own projects, our own profit, our own uh, daily practice instead of looking at the people that are already in our life. We're talking with Brian Dixon. He is author of this book, Start With Your People. Available, by the way, on Amazon. It's it's available anywhere. Actually, you can you can find it. You can find it in your bookstore. It's it's all over. It's and it's all it's in all the versions, right? Kindle. That's right. Uh, Kindle, paperback, hardback, Audible. You can use a credit. You got credits. You, you, if you're like me, right? You, you got credits. You probably have a credit available. We'll just use a credit. Get listen to the book uh, being read, and you're listening to him right here on a new direction. And a new direction is brought to you today by who else but inline business brokers and advisors. They have literally helped thousands of clients in the sale and purchase of businesses. So when it's time to sell your business, contact the professionals at inline business brokers and advisors. You can learn more by going to inline.com. That's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors, doesn't matter where you're at in the world. If you are looking for the best professional to help you sell your home or buy a home, contact the professionals and experts at Linda Craft and Team Realtors. They've been around for 34 years, and they are the legends of customer service when it comes to real estate. So find out why by going to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com, and they are bringing you a new direction. And we are talking with Brian Dixon, author of the book, Start With Your People. And uh, so, Brian, let's just jump right in because there is uh, – I, I love what you do here, and it's like the client's. All right, let's let's talk clients for a second, yeah. because I don't know that we really understand who our client really is. Mm-hmm. So when you when you're talking to a group of people or you're consulting uh, people or you're talking to a group of employees or managers or even CEOs or whatever, when you try to, to say who your client is, how do you define that? How do you define who your client so that they understand? This is, it starts by serving your client. Talk about serving your client, who your client is, and how we start to serve them. Oh, that's such a great question. Um, I, I actually think that your client is, yeah, like I think what you're getting at is your your client is bigger than just the paying customer. Right. You know, that that your client, if you if you work on, if you work for somebody else's company, if you're not the owner of the company, your number one client is your boss. Your your number one client is the person that hired you or the person you directly report to. And your number one job is not the job they hired you for. It's not your job description. Your number one job is to make their day. Your number one job is to help them win the day. Right. Because sometimes the thing that they really need you to do is not even on your job description. Exactly. You know, they they need you to get there early. They need you to send that thank you note. They need you to take those phone calls. Like they need you to do something to help them make help make them look awesome. And so many people that I that I speak with that are uh, working for somebody else, you know, they're a team member or they're an employee, they they get frustrated when their boss asks them to do 
that's on their job description. So, so that's, that's who you got to change your mindset. That's your number one client is really showing up for your boss, showing up for the person that, that, that you're working for. Uh, and then, and then of course, if you're a boss, if, if you're an entrepreneur or you, you know, you run a team, you run, you run a company, you, you have a lot of clients, you know, your clients are not just your paying customers. Your clients are actually your team members. Right. Your clients are their family. You know, your clients are their kids. Your clients are the people that you get to interact with because they are all opportunities for referrals to your business, right? That's right. your reputation that's out there. And so I try to think a little bigger about who are the clients that we serve because it's more than just the people that are that are buying our products or services. Yeah, this is I think this is a hard one, Brian, for people to yeah. wrap their mind around. I, I think it's hard when you say, What do you mean my boss is my number one client? And mm-hmm. and I, I say it all the time. You, you know what? Serve your boss, you'll serve everybody else. So good. Right. I mean, because the truth of the matter is if you have your best if you have your boss's best interest at heart, and I believe this is what you're saying, if you have your boss's best interest at heart, you will do everything that you need to do to serve everybody else. That's right. Right. I Absolutely. Mean, and and I think sometimes it's a hard thing. You go, yeah, but but Brian, okay, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play. You know, I'm gonna play the other side of you here so that you can, you know, <laughs> deal with me. But Brian, but Brian, you don't know my boss. My boss, he's bad and he's mean and he's awful. You mean I gotta serve him too? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know why he's mean and awful? Because you haven't been serving him. Mm. Mm. That's really the truth because you know what? I'm a, I'm a person of faith. And so I'm just, you're just, I believe Bible. Like you're just going to get Bible from me. So, so you look at Joseph, he served Pharaoh. Pharaoh was a pretty evil dude, but you look at how he showed up and he served Pharaoh. He prevented millions of people dying because he was strategic in business and he knew who his client was. Mm. And, and if, if, if God can use Joseph to serve Pharaoh, who was literally like persecuting the the Israelites, your boss is not as bad as Pharaoh, you know. And there's countless other examples of biblical characters serving bosses that are pretty pretty terrible people. And so, you know, your boss might be a jerk, or your boss might, you know, have these 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 cruel expectations of you. But but here's the thing, I challenge you to show up as if tomorrow were your first day on the job and you didn't know all that baggage. You didn't, you didn't know that your boss was a jerk. You didn't know all the mean things that he said to you or whatever it happens to be. And instead you brought your best self to the table. And you know, the, the way that I kind of frame it is imagine if you gave your two weeks notice, like you were going away in two weeks and you knew that your new employer was going to ask your boss for a reference. And so you had two weeks to turn the whole thing around, two weeks to impress your boss, do whatever you can to show up and serve your boss because your boss is going to give a reference for your new job. Here's the thing. Quit in your mind. Don't quit in front of your boss. Don't tell your boss you're leaving, but act as if you are going to be gone in two weeks and you only have two weeks to do the best you possibly can. Do that for the next two weeks and I guarantee to you that your boss will change or your job will change. You might just get promoted out of working with that boss because of how you showed up so much. Uh, uh, words of wisdom from Dr. Brian Dixon. And start, <laughs> start with your people. You know, I, listen, I, 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 I agree with you on this because here's, here's I, well, I was, was reading this and a thought crossed my mind and maybe it's because you said it in the book. And I was like, you know, when we first took the job, do you remember how excited we were, right? That we, oh, we told everybody, mm-hmm. I got this new job. I'm so excited. My boss is so great. He's awesome. It's the best place I've ever worked. Five years later, he is the worst human being on the planet. And, I, and I'm like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. He can't be both people, <laughs> right? Yeah. He, yeah. he cannot be both people. And, I, and I, I love this because, you know, basically what we're saying is treat your job, start all over as if it was day one. How excited were you were and yeah. how you showed up early. Do you remember showing up early, ladies and gentlemen? Do you remember when you first got the job? You showed up early because you wanted to impress your boss. You did the extra work because you wanted to impress your boss. You did all those little things because you wanted to impress your boss. You wanted to show them how giving you were. You wanted to show how helpful you were. Five years, ten years down the road, what are you doing? Yeah. Right? It's pretty – It's a right? I mean, it's a very real question, right, Brian? I'm not – I'm not – I'm not I'm, – I mean, right, because you see it. Yeah. It's – it's so true. I, I think that we, here's the thing. We, 
we just don't realize, like I, I often say the pebble rarely sees the ripple. <laughs> we just don't realize the ripple effect that our actions are going are gonna to have. And in so many ways, I, I talk about this in, in Start With Your People in, in, the, in the book, when you, when you intentionally sabotage your boss or you don't do well with, with your boss, it's like climbing a tree and then, and then cutting down the tree while you're in it. Like, yeah. it just is so illogical. It's, you know, it's, you're causing harm to yourself. Or another way to say it is like, it's like drinking poison and hoping that the other person gets sick. You know, you, you're hurting yourself when you don't show up for people in that, that are in such a position of influence. I actually say in the book that your boss is the gatekeeper to your dreams. Absolutely. Your boss has the purview of, of, of opportunity. Like that, that your boss, even if you're working at, you know, a little mom and pop shop or a, or a local, a local agency or whatever it is, they know other people. They know the influential people in, in your association, your organization, your, your industry. They know what the next career step could potentially be. Right. And so, somewhere down the road, somebody will go back and say, what was it like to work with Jay? And right. they have a choice. Am I going to say it was awesome or am I going to tell all the ways that Jay didn't show up <laughs> that matters? And listen, you're just going to hurt yourself if you don't serve your boss well. Yeah, it's, it's so true. We're talking with Brian Dixon, uh, Dr. Brian Dixon, the author of Start With Your People, a fabulous book, by the way. It's The Daily Decision That Changes Everything. It really is The Daily Decision. And uh, the book is chock full of so many stories and examples of things that we need to do that, by the way, you've, you probably know them. Deep down, you know them, but you stop doing them. And these, these, there's so many of these things are minors. And then what he does at the end of every chapter, he gives you these little pieces to go, okay, why don't you try this? All right. You want, you want to, I got some practical information for you. How about let, right. Let's try this because you know, one of the things he's going to tell you by the time he gets to the end of the book, I know I'm giving it away. Isn't that great? It's kind of awesome. Is it right? Cause I'm, I'm kind of like, <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Cause spoiler alert, he's going to ask you, what are you going to do about what you read? Right. Cause he's going to, so that's a spoiler alert, right? Cause he's going to ask you about that, but he does that with every chapter giving you actually practical applied little pieces at the end of every place to go. Why don't you do this? Take it to the next level, level up. Go go ahead and move into that, and and it's a beautiful book available at Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, bookstores everywhere. Uh, if you can't find it, tell them to get it on the books, get it on the bookshelves, and tell them to face it out. Not we don't want to see just the binding; we want to see the book facing out because it's a beautiful cover and uh, well designed. And uh, also uh, tell your friends, um, listen, buy book. You know what? You, do yourself a favor. Why don't you buy this for your boss and in it say, "I'm going to be different." Mm. Ooh, <laughs> challenge. Challenge is on, isn't it? I'm going to mm-hmm. buy this for my boss and I'm going to write inside of it. Dear boss, I read this book. I'm going to be different here. See what happens then. I got a feeling things are going to change for you. I'm just saying, just saying, so good. just so saying. Good. All right. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, well, let's, let's move away from business for a second. We'll come back to business, but let's move away from a second because I, I, uh, you evidently have read Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm a big fan, by the way, I'm a huge fan. Of Rabbi Daniel Lappin and his work. I, I'm, I'm a huge, I just, I, I just love reading his stuff. I love listening to his stuff. He's just great. Right. And I, you, he says something in his book about at home, right? Your spouse mm-hmm. being your number one client, right? Who is the number one client you have at home? Love it. And he talks about the spouse, but you say the same thing because you say, but you say, okay, your spouse <laughs> can go either way. It's either your kryptonite <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or your right. spouse is your superpower. Talk a little bit about that, right? For those folks, for those folks who are thinking about getting married, those folks who are married, those folks who've been married a long time, those folks who are divorced, doesn't matter. Let's let Brian kind of let's let him sort through your spouse. It's either kryptonite or superpower. And I know some of you are going, oh no, no, they're a kryptonite. No, no, come on, give Brian a chance. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, it's it's absolutely true. You know, your your spouse can be the biggest advocate for you. Like, like he or she can be the supporter of your dreams. He or she can pre- prevent you from making some really big mistakes. He or she can, can just, you know, help inspire you to really show up at work to crush it when you're, you know, doing a business presentation or, you know, you're hitting the road and like that person can absolutely make 
or break your day. And the responsibility is on you. And the the one question that that I've I've learned to ask, I've been asking him for a few years now to, to my wife Julie, that has really changed our marriage, is to ask that one question, which is, you know, what can I do to make your day? Mm-hmm. When I ask that question, what can I do to make your day? Um, it's just she starts to see me differently. Like, right. oh, Brian's somebody that can help me, you know? And and she starts to say, Well, what can I do to make your day? And and over time, and I believe any relationship can be improved. Any relationship totally. can change, but one of us has to decide to change first. And I challenge you, like you're the one listening to the podcast. She or he might not be listening to this podcast right now, but you are, okay? You're listening to the show right now. It's on you. What's one thing that you can do? And so, for example, there's a there's a, a couple that, that we're friends with, and they're really having a tough time. The husband's pretty uh, uh, demanding and uh, overbearing and even a little, I wouldn't say verbally abusive, but his words could be a lot kinder. And in the same way, in the same way, his wife's kind of unappreciative. She's a little nagging uh, and she's kind of annoying like to him uh, because I've spoken with both of them. And so this is like directly from them. Here's the answer. One of them has to go first. Right. One of them has to decide, like, what am I going to do to fix the situation? And so, and the wife was the one that was listening. So here's what I challenged her with the other day. I said, when he gets home, I just want you to do this. Instead of like all the things he's doing wrong or all the things that he could do better, just say, thank you so much for going work, going to work today. Like, thank you for contributing financially. Thank you for helping us pay our bills to put food on the table. I just really appreciate it. Now, the first time you say it, he'll probably think it's sarcastic because you've never said anything like that before. But he needs to know that you see him and that you appreciate him and that you that you value him. And in the same way, she needs to know the same thing. Right. Right. Thanks for taking care of the kids today. Thanks for thanks for, you know, thanks for getting getting dressed for this event. Thanks for looking so beautiful. Like, what can you do to start speaking life giving words into your spouse? Because honestly, for years, maybe you've been speaking life-sucking words and they're dying because of the words that you've been using right there's there's life and death in the power of the tongue the words that we use make such a big difference in the relationships that we have it's so true uh we're talking with brian dixon and the book is entitled start with your people and you're listening to him on a new direction and a new direction is brought to you by Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. Inline represents profitable, privately held companies with gross annual revenues in excess of a million dollars. Inline delivers the highest market value in the shortest amount of time with complete confidentiality. That is their registered trademark. They are internationally known. They are the experts when it comes to buying and selling businesses. You do not want to go anywhere else. You really want to contact the folks and the professionals at Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. And you can learn more by going to inline.com. That's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors. Yes, they're located in Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, the Research Triangle Park area, but it doesn't matter. Wherever you're at, they can help you match up with the right professional, the right people, so that you get the best possible experience because they are the legends of customer service when it comes to real estate. And you should find out why. So if you're on 7300 Six Forks Road and somewhere in that area in Raleigh, why not stop in, get yourself a free bottle of water, and why not meet Linda Craft and her team and find out why they've been around for 34 years. And you can learn more at lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. And they are bringing you a new direction. And we are here on A New Direction with Brian Dixon and his book, The Start With Your People. And this book is available everywhere, uh, Amazon, wherever books are sold. You can find it and you can find it in a variety of different ways. So check them out at uh check his book out at start with your people it's an outstanding read and by the way i it, i just want to just say you know uh, people will look at this book and go oh man this is a long book it really reads fast it, it's a it's really a quick read i i mean i think it's thank you i think it's because when you're reading this book you, what happens is you get so into it you're like going, oh i gotta have more gotta have more gotta have more Right. You kind of kind of munching on it, you know, is what you do. Uh, and I love it. And I want to go back to the spouse thing real quick, because you're so right on top of it with the spouse. And mm. and and I, I love that. That's why I wanted to bring it up, because we do have the power. And, you know, and here's the thing. I know that my wife, uh, who I've been with for 21 years, and um, I still love her. I think I love her more now than I did when we first got married. And, <laughs> and uh, I know I do. 
But do you know the one thing that she does for me to this day is if she tells me I can, I will. Yeah. And yeah. And I I don't know and I am so, you know, I am so grateful for the relationship that we have because I know that she is her words are so powerful that when she says she believes in me, I any discouragement, any fear, any concern that I had just kind of goes away. Mm-hmm. Because she says to me, you can. I believe in you. And, and, you know, I, I don't know that we really understand that, that power, uh, that, that superpower that we can have for each other, that just by believing in them is, is, can be just a game changer for our relationships. Absolutely. Right. And that, that leads me to the friends piece, Mm -hmm. right? Because friends are an additional superpower. I, I don't have any other way to phrase it. I know that's, I know that you call it the secret advantage, but the truth of the matter is I find them friends, yes. are, friends are powerful and, and, and making those relationships are powerful. And we live in an age, come on, Brian, you and I are both social media guys, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and so uh, we, we understand it for what it is. First of all, we understand it as a tool, but we also understand that as a culture, from a cultural aspect, what happens with social media is so often, uh, we use social media as a way to not have to uh, be in public and to actually talk to people. And, right. and so, uh, and which is, by the way, which, which can work still to your advantage. So let's talk about the power of relationships and friends and why that's such a secret advantage when people are developing relationships and their friendships. I, you know, yeah, it makes such a difference. Um, so we talk about the the concept of the mastermind. So essentially, imagine you know four or five, six people that that you're completely aligned with. You know, same same vision, same values. I would even argue uh, similar demographic, similar life stage, because uh, I think that there's just something about being able to relate in that kind of way. You know, some I I have a diversity a diverse group of friends, but some of my really 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 close friends uh, have the same faith are around the same age, you know, have, have kids, have been married, own a home, like very similar um, characteristics about our life. Imagine if three or four or, or five or six of us were to get together and were to speak life into each other on a weekly basis and challenge each other and hold each other up, what would be possible? That's the concept of the mastermind. It's not just our individual minds, but it's all of us coming together to take our little ideas and to bring them together to speak life into one person and, and help them have a great idea. And, and that has been my, my secret advantage of how I've been able to push through some, some pretty big barriers. You know, even, even just launching a book. For those of you that have ever launched a business or <laughs> – you know, started a podcast or spoken on a stage or, you know, for Jay and I, for getting a book out, the, you know, written and, and launched and marketed, it's a big project that can feel really overwhelming and, and sometimes just really neurotic, like really discouraging. And one of my, one of my mastermind members, he sent me a voice message a couple, like a week and a half ago when the book just came out, a uh, week and a half ago, sent me about a 90 second voice message that just completely changed my attitude for the day. Like it just pumped me up. I got so excited. It gave me the confidence I needed to send that extra email out to my email list. And that's the kind of impact that we can have when we surround ourselves with people that are helping to hold our arms up. Love that. I love it. Yeah. I, you know what? I got to tell you, we, I, we had a, a leadership group that we had for years and it, it, it disbanded after several years. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, something, sometimes things just have a season. Right. And yeah, when I, when I reread that chapter and I was thinking, and you you actually, by the way, he actually tells you how to build one, by the way, if you want to (laughs) know in the book, he actually tells you how to build your mastermind group. It's, it's really very cool. So I thought, you know what, you know, I need to do this. I I just need to, I just need to build, I need to build one because I need to surround myself uh, again with those people who have, who are visionaries, you know, because I just feel like there's just so much more. There's so many more people to reach. There's so, you know, it's just bigger. And, and, and I know you feel the same way that we, you know, my time is limited on this planet. And, and so I just feel like I've got to reach as many people as I can in, in as many ways as I can and, and be profitable the same way. We're going to talk about that, by the way, profitability down the road here. So, right. Yeah. So don't worry. We're going to talk about your money mindset. So, um, hold on. 
um, yeah, if you're listening, wherever you're listening. But I, I just think that it's it's really important that you know people consider building these groups. And 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 Brian in his book, Start with Your People, he actually does tell you how to do that. And I think it's a very cool thing. So I want to just commend you on actually helping people understand how they can do that. There is a there is a peep there is a piece there in this book though in chapter nine that really really I thought that people really want to listen to. And that is the very thing that I think we all deal with, and we will tell it to our friends when we're in the car with each other or when we're out and about with each other, but we'll never say it in the office, and that is, how do we deal with difficult people? Right. How do we do yeah. that? How do we do that? Because you've got a chapter devoted to it. How do we, do, how do we deal with the difficult people? You know, the, so difficult people, like – I, I think as a, as a, especially as a business owner, I, I probably have one person in my life at, at any given time that, that we're working through something, right. you know, and it, it might be a client, it might be a team member, it, it might be, you know, it might be somebody that hired me or I hired them or, or they just happen to be in my industry. And, and like, you're just going to face difficult people. And, and I actually am, I'm learning to, to real, I'm I'm realizing over time that uh, people are trying. I really do people believe people are trying to do the best they can, uh, but you know they're just choosing to you know they're they're choosing other things. They're not choosing to serve Jay, right? They're not really choosing to show up for Jay. And what happens is Jay becomes uh, he gets hit by the shrapnel, you know, of that decision. And and the question is now what how's how are you going to respond to that assault? That's where the difficult people come in. You know, the fact that there's somebody in your life who there's this misunderstanding or they or they were abrasive or they were mean or like whatever it happened to be. Um, and so my first step, the first step is to simply read. Or, or if you're if you're in a same physical environment, you know, like an office is just just to have a conversation, and say, hey, I would love an opportunity for us to clear the air. That's it. Not not to cast blame. Not to say these are all the things you're doing wrong, but to say, can we clear the air? Like, I just feel like we just need the opportunity to clear the air. And I have found consistently that that, that particular wording is, is, is just enough to get somebody to A, show up for a conversation, but also they, 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 they might be a little on the defensive, but, but, they, but they know that your intention is to move forward. Clearing the air simply means like, what can we do to to move past this impasse that we find ourselves in right now? So that's the first step of dealing with difficult people saying, hey, can we can we find an opportunity? Can we find a, a time on our schedule so that we can clear the air? I love that. You know, you, you I think it was in this um, chapter here that you that you talked about. I think his name was Marvin. I think it was his name or Melvin. I'm not sure if it was Marvin or Melvin. Uh, when you were working somewhere, and he was yes. the gate, he was the gatekeeper to uh, the technology, and you, depending on how you treated him, was um, was you know depending on what you got, you know if you got the best of the laptops or you got your service right away, and you 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 didn't do this perfectly the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it wasn't yeah. perfect, and 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 by the way, this is the beauty of the book, and the reason I'm bringing it up, I'm not doing it to uh, to to make you look bad. I'm doing it because you're so vulnerable about the realities of what happened in in this, and that you didn't always do it perfectly. That mm -hmm. this has never been perfect for you, and and that you've had to learn these things along the way, and that it should be an encouragement to those listening. I believe, because it was an encouragement to me, that you're not going to probably get this right immediately after reading this book, it's, it, it's, it's just, not, you, 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 you may lose it, <laughs> you that's know, right. you, you know, that's you, right. Right? and I, and I think that's the, that's one of the other beauties of this book is that, uh, your honesty and your vulnerability in this book comes through, uh, in, in that. And, and, uh, because it, it, as it turned out, it didn't turn out very well and you felt bad about it. And, and, uh, it, it was a lesson yeah. for you. And, and by the way, it's, it's been a lesson for me because I've, I have verbally blown people out of the water who've been mean and have regretted mm -hmm. and have regretted it. You know, I mean, I've totally regretted it because I know there was just a better way to do it. And I think, you know, uh, one of the things that you, I think in this chapter was where you had the whiteboard where you brought the yes. person down in the whiteboard and you sat them down. I did read the book. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> I love it. And, and you had them sit down on the whiteboard and you asked them and you started writing down the different things that they were struggling with. Right. And, yeah. and, and, 
and by that time they saw it all written out, it was almost like they couldn't even remember why they were mad. <laughs> it was right. I mean, it was just like, it was, That's right. it was literally like, okay, well he, I act and it goes back to that old, what is it? Right. It's, you know, seek to understand before you be understood. Right. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, there's something about writing it down that once you write it down, you can help to clean it. Sometimes the issue with you and a difficult person is just the fact that they're not feeling heard. Yeah. So by writing it down and saying, Hey, can you tell me like, like what are some issues you might be having with me right now? And just to write it down, they, they, they know that you're listening to them by writing it down. And then now, you know, as well. And that's really the second step to dealing with the difficult person. Love it. Tom. I, I absolutely love it. His name is Brian Dixon. The book is entitled Start With Your People. Get unstuck, love your work, and discover your path to profitable purpose, which we're about to talk to. You're listening here on A New Direction. If you're just joining us, thanks for listening. And Brian is brought to you, and Start With Your People is brought to you today by, who else? Inline business brokers and, and advisors. Selling a business is a serious business, right? So you know what? At some point, you're going to need the services of an experienced business broker. Well, inline business brokers and advisors are internationally known. And and so, you know, it's such a big decision. Why not make sure that you build your deal team with the experts at inline business brokers and advisors? And you can learn more by going to inline.com. That's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors. And, you know, located in Raleigh but can help you anywhere in the world. They really are. They, they're the legends of customer service when it comes to real estate. They can help you uh, sell your home. They can help you buy a home. They have been the leaders in the Research Triangle Park for decades. So why not find out why by contacting Linda Craft and her team by going to lindacraft.com. It's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. And we appreciate both inline business brokers and advisors and Linda Craft for sponsoring the uh, A New Direction with Jay Izzo and also bringing you Brian Dixon. And we are with Brian Dixon here on A New Direction, and we are talking about his outstanding book, Start With Your People. And so we want to just thank everybody who is joining us everywhere in every which way, whether you're listening to us on a podcast, if it's iHeartRadio, thank you, iHeart and Spotify and Stitcher and iTunes and TuneIn Radio and uh, people who are listening to us live on CastBox FM or watching me and my uh, Stetson hat on uh, Facebook Live, we appreciate you doing that. And then for those folks who are listening on either Thursdays at 4 p.m. or Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., listening on The Oak 93.5. Let me do that again. The Oak 93.5 FM in Raleigh, North Carolina. And we appreciate The Oak for uh, being part of uh, our syndicated show. We are so grateful to them. Uh, so thanks for listening. And please tell The Oak when you listen to, as you're listening to the show, why not? Drop the oak a line and say, hey, thanks for putting Jay on. Uh, we appreciate it. And also, you can listen to the oak 93.5 if you're not in the area by going to oak 93.5. That's oak935.org. And you can listen to the show on those two days. So, Brian, uh, we're getting that this, this is going so fast and it's crazy how fast <laughs> this goes. Um, so, the book is divided up in three sections. And uh, we've kind of got through kind of some of the interest, and we haven't touched everything, folks. There's so much more that we just didn't even cover. I just skipped over it, right? It's, we're giving you this is the cliff notes of the cliff notes of the cliff notes of the cliff notes version of Brian's book. Uh, Start with your people. One of the questions that I commonly get asked of me, and I know you do as well, is what's my purpose? Mm -hmm. And you, you know, I and I don't just get it from younger folks. Everybody thinks it's younger folks. Listen, I have asked that question. Uh, even as in as as I aged, I mean, I, I was I think I was 50 years old when I asked the question. I don't even know what my purpose is. What do you tell people? How do you what What do you tell people about uncovering your purpose? Your purpose is people. Hmm. You start you start with the people in your life. You fix what's broken. You you ask them where what are you, are you working through? Like where are you stuck? And you help them. And what what happens is your people lead to purpose and purpose leads to profit because the more you help people, the more you live in that purpose of helping people, the more people want to pay you because they want to work with you. And the more you get paid, the more you realize, hey, I got to build some systems. I've got to get my morning routine right. You know, I've, I've got to, I've got to make the most of my day. So that's where the practice comes in. So people lead to purpose, purpose leads to profit and profit leads to practice. And in the book, actually, I have something I call the mirror manifesto. So it's a 10-step it's a process to help you really identify your purpose. And if 
if you, if you read that, that part of the book, you'll notice it starts with people. So it's, do you know how this person, so for example, do you know how uh, speakers get stuck, right? So do you know how speakers really struggle to, uh, to get more speaking engagements during the summer months? as an example, okay, maybe Jay, maybe that helps you. Sure. So what I do is, is I help speakers, I help professional speakers create a uh, 365 day marketing plan and follow up strategy so they can be fully booked even in the summer months. So that's the, basically the first two lines of that mirror manifesto. It starts with who is it that I help, where are they stuck, and what do I do to help them get unstuck? And I love that. Because I think what happens, you know, I, I actually have had people, have you had people say this to you? Jay, I don't believe that we have a purpose. Have you ever had anybody oh, say that? Oh, we ever, all do. Have you, ever, have you ever heard people say that to you? I actually had somebody say that, write that to me. Say, Jay, we don't have a purpose yeah. here. Yeah. And, and I was like, whew, then why are you here? I mean, if, the, if you don't... If you don't, if you don't have a purpose, why are you here? I mean, I, because I believe I, I'm, I'm like you. I mean, I, I believe that people are our purpose first, first, first mm -hmm. and foremost, that other people are my purpose. My, the reason I do that, I don't do the show uh, because it's, it makes me famous. I don't do the show because it makes me profitable. Although it does make me some money, not much, but it makes me some money. I do this show because I know it helps people, right? Mm -hmm. the, the reason I bring, and, and I start with my client first, my client first is you and the people who listen to the show, those are my, those are my two clients. And, and even though you're not paying me and the people out there don't pay me, th th those are the people I serve. And I try to serve them as best as I can, understanding how that works. But I understand that, that, that my purpose is to be able to help people achieve what they didn't think they could achieve and help them find a new direction in their life and their career and their business. And, and that's been a dream of mine is to help people change. And so I do that through coaching and other things, but I, I understood that purpose, but I, but I, I had it wrong because, you know, I was trying to do it wrong. What I was trying to do first was I was trying to figure out how to make money, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and instead of understanding, and I think this is what you, you, you know, when you say show up and serve mm. um, in chapter 11, right, is I was showing up to make money and it was frustrated versus showing up and going, I'm just going to serve people first mm. every day. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to serve people first and then, and, and determine, right. What I'm passionate about. Right. Cause that's all part of it. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. Show, show up and serve is, is like, that's a way to live your life. You know, yeah. it like you, you, wherever you happen to go, like wherever you happen to go, you know, my kids have gymnastics tonight. So as I take them to gymnastics, how can I show up and serve? when I go there, is, is there something that's broken? Is there, you know, it might be something as simple as there's something in the parking lot, like, like maybe somebody dropped a wrapper or a, or a cup. Let me pick it up, you know, but, but even beyond that, what can I do to serve my kid's gymnastics teacher? You know, is there something I can do? And, and you know what, sometimes showing up and serve is just as simple as speaking life-giving words, just saying, you know, my kids love your class, just that alone, because I guarantee I'm the only parent that night that's saying those words to that person. Right. And that person, you know, other people say, thank you. But who takes the time to go a little bit further and say, my kids love working with you. My kids think you're such a great teacher. Or, you know, what I, I take even further, I'd say, I have to tell you, the way that you're speaking life into my kids, it means a lot. And I just want to thank you for staying here late, for really, you know, with a smile on your face, showing up for my kids, doing a great job. We're just really lucky to know you. That didn't cost me a dime to say that, no. but it made, it meant the world to the person on the receiving end of those, of that, of that compliment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then that, that leads us to, you know, the profitable piece, right? Yeah. Because yeah. do we get this mixed up? Do we, or what's the right order? Do we find, do we go purpose and then passion or do we go passion and then purpose? Oh, yeah, that's such a good question. Isn't that, um, isn't that a tough, it's, 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 a yeah. tough, it's a tough question. I mean, I, I'm not, right. I'm, I'm not holding, I'm not holding that you have to be the guru, but it's, it's a hard, you know, as somebody who, you know, coaches like you do, yeah. right. Yep. And coaches executives and, and business people and, and life coaches, right. You know, it, is it a chicken and egg problem? Purpose or passion? Yeah. You know, I actually, I actually think it's, it's, it's so related. Uh, it's on page 150. 
five in the book where there's there's four components of what I call your profitable purpose. Right. Uh, and, and the reason I say profitable purpose is because I really believe that a worker is due his wages, that, that when you are living out your purpose, you're actually making a really good income as well, that you don't have to choose between impact and income. So assuming you're with me on that, right, that, that if I'm living in my purpose, I can actually make a good living as well. Um, there are four components. It starts with work. It starts with what is the actual thing I'm doing that's delivering results for people. Um, and most people skip over to passion. Like, what am I passionate about? I don't care what you're passionate about. Go do some, help somebody get some results. Go fix something that's broken. Uh, and, 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 so work is the first one, but but somebody wants somebody needs to want you to do that work right. because you might be able to do something, but maybe they don't even want it. Um, so that's the demand part. So you need work and the demand for that work. There's no passion there. So a career is where you add in the passion, and the passion is I actually enjoy doing this. I feel valued. I feel appreciated. I, I feel like I'm making a difference. But the fourth component, which so often we forget, I know you're a speaker. I'm a speaker. The speakers that are broke. This is, this is the biggest gap for them. They might be a good speaker, so they're speaking on a stage. They might have people that want them to speak. They might be excited about speaking, but they don't have reach or what other stuff called platform. You need to be able to get in front of the people that want to hire you. And that means growing what you're doing. That means sharing it on social media. That means being referable. It means help, helping people get the word out about you. And even if it's a job, you don't have to have a huge social media following to get your next job, but the right people have to be aware of the work that you do. So those are the four components of your profitable purpose, work, demand, passion, and reach. And those four together uh, are what help you live out that, that profitable purpose. And I believe is really the key to thriving in this, in this era that we live in. His name is Brian Dixon. The book is entitled Start With Your People. And it is outstanding. He has been with us. Uh, it's almost been an hour and it's gone so fast and I can't even believe it's gone this fast. Uh, <laughs> it's, it just, it, it, it always flies. And you know, Brian, I tell every, everybody becomes a friend and you're a friend now. And I tell them, I said, you know, we're going to close the show because we have to. And, and I say to them, you know, first of all, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm always very grateful for every person who comes on the show. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, don't go without saying how grateful I am to people like you who take their time, give me an hour of their time and, and allow me and to talk about their book and talk about their passion. It, there's something that, and, and reading the book was just absolutely thrilling for me and was, and it was life-changing for me. Every book awesome, is, I love it. Um, every book is um, life-changing. This is a life-changing book. So people start with your people. And, and maybe that starts with you because you may need to look at your future self, which we never talked about, but Brian will. So Brian, uh, before I let you go, um, before we close the show, uh, I always ask my friends, uh, if you could leave the people with a new direction, because that's what the name of the show is. We help people find a new direction in their life, their career, their business. What would Brian, Dr. Brian Dixon say uh, to give people a new direction based on start with your people? I would say the new direction is where you look. So instead of looking at your daily agenda, forward as to what you have to do today to turn your eyes towards one person in your life, just one person. Maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your boss, maybe it's that team member who's really struggling to look at, look them in the eye and say, what can I do to help? What can, what can I do to make your day? What can I do to help you get unstuck? And if you ask that question enough, they'll eventually tell you because they'll trust that you're actually really listening and really asking. And when they tell you, show up and serve them well, and it will change your relationship, and I believe it'll change their life, and it'll change your life. His name's Brian Dixon. The book's called Start With Your People, available at Amazon, everywhere books are sold. Tell them to get it if they don't have it, but you need to buy it and get one. Give it away. Christmas is coming soon, right? It comes every two weeks. Folks, that's the show. You know what? Awesome. It's just awesome, right? I, I am so grateful that I get to do this, right? So as I close the show and I do it the same way every week, it's be inspired because you know when you're inspired, that means that you can inspire others. And in turn, they can inspire the people and that can make this world really a great place to live in. And so folks, do that. And then join me next week because I'm gonna have another great guest right here on A New Direction. So as I say every week, you know what it is. Ciao, everybody.
confidence And the answers don't make sense You've got to keep your hope alive You've got to know you can survive This is your Don't worry anymore A new dawn